This is Dollars and Sensibility with Tom Stone. And we're gonna talk about what you really want. And at the end of the day, how to get what you really want is to understand money. Guild Mortgage, NMLS number 3274, Tom Stone, NMLS number 257849. The information contained in these podcasts are for educational purposes only and do not necessarily express the opinions of Guild Mortgage. Okay, so we are here today with some very excited people that have joined me. Yes. Uh, introduce yourselves, please. Tate, you're first. Uh, hi, I'm Tate Berg with Berg Construction and... Um, here with Tom and Bree. I had Tate here on last week. We talked about should I build or buy a home, but we've added uh, some spice to our life here, Tate, with, please introduce yourself. I'm Brian Duncan and I own Midway Design and Interiors. So I decided to bring together our team. The team of myself is the financier and the owner, and I've got Tate, who's the contractor, and then Brie or should we, Brie. Should we go with Brie? Yeah, let's go with Brie. Okay, so Brie, who is the designer, because we're building a spec house in Midway. Right. Now, I kind of like the way Brie describes this house. So, Brie, tell us about where it's at, you know, what it might look like. Again, you got to paint this picture with your words. And uh, she's looking at me like, me? But guess what? And your marks it go. Tell us about this house. Okay, well, we're creating a comfortable um, kind of transitional traditional home, meaning it's a little updated from your um, what you would all would think traditional means. Um, traditional kind of gives an impression of a little bit old school, but that's not what it is anymore. And so we're updating it and doing a really timeless traditional style. And we're creating like a cozy, um, cozy mountain home, but with a little bit of a modern flair because the location it's at is set in, in just a really beautiful setting where we can see the mountains and all of the fall leaves in the fall and the, you know, flowers and spring, mm -hmm. springtime. <clears throat> um, anyway, it's just a cozy, open feeling, if that makes sense. It doesn't really, well, no, it but does. that's what, what design is. It's like, everybody wants me to put the house into a box with a label and you can't really. Why? Because you design a home. Yes. For like the style that we're, we're trying to create, but we also have to take into account its location, the people who might live there. And that does not always just, you can't box that up. So this was a, this was a, a, uh, impossible question that yeah, I just asked you to do. Yeah. And You're I, like, I oh, went Tom. everywhere with it. Yeah. So. Like, well, how am I supposed to do this? Right. So <laughs> yeah. really you want to like, and what you do is you do, you show, here's our, I think you call it a color board. Yes. Uh, and what is a color board? It's, it's a vision board. So it, it gives someone who we're designing a house for a, at a glance vision, overall feel of their home. Because it's hard, like we're doing with this podcast, it's hard to say things. Yeah. People right. need to visualize things. You got to visualize as it. as you can see, it's really hard to explain with just words. So. But you, I think, and I'm going to say that you are this, but I want you to kind of react to this, but you can, you can picture it before it actually, you can see it. Is that true? Yeah. Uh-huh. So you have the visualization without a visual. For the most part. I mean, I, I always tell clients to trust me because I am going to create the vision that we're talking about. But a lot of times I'm like, trust yourself, Brie. Like I, mm -hmm. I know what I can see in my head, but yeah, it comes together sometimes a tiny bit differently, but in most of the time for the better. And that's where I have to trust myself too. And how fast does that come to you? So for example, 
we met at the site. The three of us did. We were in the, you know, tape brought his plans in the back of his truck and put the tailgate down. We sat at the lot and you saw the house. Did it start coming together for you then? Oh yeah. I feel like a lot of times if I see the location, um, try to understand just, you know, my first meeting with clients or spec home owners or investors is just kind of to listen to their first, like their first sentence, like what they're trying to create. Mm. You can usually get a feel for what they're going for. First sentence. Well, probably first conversation, but like, honestly, they usually don't know how to explain it. Mm -hmm. They do a better job than they think by how they're explaining their confusion. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then, and then I just try to look at the surroundings and listen to the person because you can kind of get a visual on the person just by talking with them. Mm -hmm. And uh, then I start to create this vision in my head and it happens pretty quickly, but it definitely morphs over time. Yeah. So, so total credit to Tate from Tate Berg construction, because he's the one that found the lot. Yeah. And he's the one that actually gave us the house plan to start with. Yeah. The vision started with Tate. Yeah. So Tate, get over here real quick. Thanks for the close to the microphone. So obviously Bree gets a lot of credit and will rightly so get the credit. But it did start. Well, I get the credit maybe in the beginning when we're creating the vision. Starts with Tate, but then as it's getting built, all the credit goes to Tate. And I just kind of do a, like, did that go in how I thought it was going to in my head? Mm -hmm. You know? Well, I wouldn't go completely that far, but (laughs) because you, I mean, what Brie brings to the table is simplicity. Like, you know, her pre-planning goes a long ways from start to finish. And that's really what makes projects go smoothly. So that. You know, that's, that's awesome. So well, you had- I like that you just turned the credit back to me, but I'm going to turn it back to you <laughs> because, because you're extremely organized and on top of things and you know what you want in the end. And I felt like communication is huge. Yes. Uh, like business skills are huge. Yep. This sounds really, um, this sounds maybe silly, but also the quality of the builder, the mm-hmm. person and how mm-hmm. he carries himself. Mm-hmm. And he's got all of that. Yeah. So. Even though, and I think Tate, you're 26. Is that right? So 27. Excuse me. My apology <laughs> for the, the elder Please statesman don't guess over my here. Age. Uh, you can oh. guess his. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I could guess. And I, I'll, I promise you that 28 is very real with you. I promise. Uh, what was I even talking about now? So oh, sorry. Hey, oh, oh you're 27. Yeah. The confidence. That's what I was going totally. with that. Yeah. That, you know, I, and I'll challenge, I've even challenged, I don't know if you even know if I've challenged him and I've challenged you in front of people and I'll say, you know, he can this, and I turn it to you. And then he's like, boom. And I was like, cool. Good yeah. for him. You know, de- you've definitely got that. Sometimes you get like, um, he's really good. Don't worry. I'm not going to do that. Mm-mm. I'm going to, I'm going to put him right in front of somebody and he's got to bend for himself. And yeah. he's done a beautiful job of that. Yeah. And even though you're 27, you have multiple houses under your belt too. And experience. Yeah. You've built a ton of houses. And so we're just going to tell you how you are. Thank you. Appreciate it. (laughs) Well, I mean, again, back to me, if there was a skill set that I think I have, I know how to surround myself with good people. Well, that's just, I think, I think I'm good at that. And taking people out of their comfort zone because I would yes. not be here yes. if it weren't for you. Yeah. You mentioned you were scared coming and I said, you better that's be because I'm going to, yeah. Yeah. But by the time we're going to do this more than once, because I want to, I want to have this podcast throughout the process of this house uh, so that people can hear and learn and feel and see some of these things that they wouldn't know up front. Yeah. I do love it. Now let's talk about this house as a spec house versus you said, listening to the person 
and and, and let me speak from my point of view. I said, well, I'm going to get Tate involved. And he's the one that suggested Bree. And it was like, of course, you know, give credit back to that. I think we should get Bree involved. And I'm like, uh-huh. I agree with that completely. And I thought, well, I live this mantra. Hire someone who knows what they're going to do. So hire someone that knows what they're doing and let them do it. Yeah. I found that to be magic in my, in my life with those who I can't trust. So it's a little different though with the spec house, right? Than it is, hey, I have a homeowner that's trying to, I want this house to look just like this. Tell us the difference maybe from, back to you, Brie, you start. What's the difference uh, to do a spec house versus a pre-sold? Well, again, it actually started with Tate because he he gathered a, a few um, floor plans that would be like versatile and would attract maybe um, new families, empty nesters. So it started with Tate there picking, you know, popular floor plans that would attract a wide variety of people. And then, um, then it goes to me where I'm just designing stuff that's maybe not too out there where someone's uncomfortable walking in because maybe we have an extra conservative client, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, but also enough updated and kind of interesting aspects to the home to, to attract someone who is kind of on trend and mm -hmm. wants to feel like they've got a newly updated. Cause I brought up that we wanted to do a traditional timeless home, but to add a little, a, a little uh, updated, you know, kind of sass to it for mm -hmm. both clientele's. You know, mm -hmm. yeah. Okay, Tay, what's your thought on, on building a spec house versus on building a custom build? I mean, <clears throat> I think of more of like the bones of the house, mm -hmm. um, mainly because I'm more in charge of what's inside, right? And right. Yeah. what are we doing to like the stair creaks and cracks? Exactly, you know? quality, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, there's a few different things, and I think we're going to hit on this a lot with our videos we do on site, mm -hmm. but you know, the type of insulation you put in, you know, do you do the upgraded um, spray foam um, versus like your bats or, or um, what are bats? So like just your, your traditional insulation value, mm -hmm. you know, so you're like in that they come in rolls. Yeah, mm -hmm. exactly. Right. So if it was my custom home, my personal house, you know, I would spend a little extra money to do those extra things. And we are kind of going to do those extra things in this house to show the difference in quality mm -hmm. we're putting in. Um, those are going to be good selling points though, because it's things that people don't think about. Sure. Like in a spec home, you, you imagine that you could hear everyone walking upstairs, just so mm -hmm. loud downstairs, mm -hmm. but a custom home buyer in this pr price point, they aren't going to want that. So we're going to have to like let them know where we did think it was important to spend a little bit more money on the spec home, because this is a home that in a location that someone's going to want to live in forever. Sure. So, and again, you so say take, price point, we better uh, put on their price point is about 2.3 to 2.5 million, depending yeah. on finishes. Yeah. So Tate's making big calls as far as where to spend the money in, on the bones of the house, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. And like we, I met or messaged Bree just like last week and talking about, you know, the colors of windows, right? Like, um, depending on even if it's a custom home for a home owner versus a spec, right? Like, um, it, we, we had the conversation of, hey, do we spend the extra money on, on black windows or not, right? Mm -hmm. And regardless of the price point, we wanted to hit that timeless feel that Bree's trying to implement. And and um, so we decided to go with white windows, right? We didn't. Just to make a point, uh, since, since part of this is about money, this right. podcast, and um, the to go to black windows, it was what, 20000 20 Yeah. Mm -hmm. And are you going to get your twenty grand 20, back? 20000 back because it's black? No. I Well, to... In some styles, but in this one, 
No. No. Yeah. What are the styles that it would? What modern. Okay. Like a modern or a mountain modern, mm -hmm. you're going to get your money back in it with a black window. Mm -hmm. It's not fitting to put a white window in that, but in, a, in the setting that we're in and a traditional traditional-ish home. We don't really want We don't that, really yeah. have to have black window. And mm -hmm. yeah. Now let me stop and add just right there. So the conversation that just was happened right in front of me. So I've hired both of these persons. I'm paying them money. And someone could say at the beginning, man, you know, is that, should I spend that money on these professionals? Well, those professionals had a conversation that's going to help me sell a house and just save me 20,000 bucks. Yeah, true. Right alone, sense. right there. So should I hire... If there's a question, in my mind, you should always hire, obviously, the best contractor. And I would say, maybe not every designer is the best. I don't know that. But I would, you know, I would definitely hire a designer. You're probably going to save money. Would that be fair to say? Absolutely. It saves on changes down the road, mm -hmm. change orders. I mean, if there's just, just somebody that says, let me help you see what you're trying to see. Yeah. And then obviously you're probably going to save some marriages. You're probably going to save some, certainly some fights. And I always tell clients, you're well, before they hire me and, and some of them know why they're calling me. And some of them don't, they were, they were suggested by the builder mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. it's so much easier for a builder. A builder wants a designer involved, a good designer. Because designer, it takes a lot of it out of the way, right? Yeah, All the pre-planning is like a huge key. Exactly. So can order things in time, but there are also designers, some designers, give you a bad reputation just because it's about the fluff, but it's really not. Let me tell you what else I love about what I hear and have heard. And I'm now sharing with those who want to listen. I, in my industry, let me just make this an example. In my industry, mortgages, financing, you'll go to a mortgage lender and, and people shop rate. And that's all they know how to do is shop rate. But a mortgage lender, usually a broker has a favorite type of product they like to sell and they sell that product but there's about 95 others. Yeah. And if they only know their product or know their style or type, that client doesn't know really what else is out there because they haven't been told about it. Yeah. And so I offer that to say maybe as much on Bree's side as anybody's is that when you say, I have this style of home, that style of home, what type of home are you trying to do? What, what kind of situation, you don't just do one style of home. No. You don't build just one style of home. You literally can say, I can do a variety of different things. Yeah. We're building the home and designing the home for the client. So we're picking ourselves up and putting them, putting ourselves in their shoes and really creating a home for them that they want to walk into and feel at home. But this isn't a client or am I a client? No. Am well, I a client? Well, you are the client. You are the client. But I'm a different kind of client, right? Because I say, because I don't know. What do you think? We're not designing it for you. We're designing it for like a potential client. We're designing it for resale, obviously. Mm -hmm. And I don't want it to, I don't want it to sit there on the market because mm -hmm. I don't feel like I did a bad job. Right, right, right. But um, the other thing I'll tell clients is why you hire a designer is I'm going to save you a lot of time of driving to supply houses. Mm -hmm. And once they see one supply house, they get in this rabbit hole of now you see everything mm -hmm. and they spend weeks and months trying to pick, select their plumbing fixtures where <laughs> I'm just going to create this vision board for them. And then they come back to the contract and say, when you're going to yeah. be done. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, the time thing is huge. You know, it's interest on your loan mm -hmm. that people don't take into account. You know, those weeks that you decide on your plumbing fixtures, that's going to determine how soon it's going to be finished. So, right. You know, and it saves you from the changes. Yep. So. so let's talk about that again. So valuable to have this information. If someone could just hear this, they're going to save so much time and money. And again, any business element is how can you save time? 
Right. And how can you save money or make best use of your time mm -hmm. and best use of your money? Right. And so we're talking about that specifically here. Yeah. Let's talk about the house. I, I, obviously, you're going to say, well, here's the picture. And I know we're just talking and they're just listening, but let's talk about some of okay. the elements of the house that you think. Yes. Like to me, I'm like, <clears throat> what are the pieces when you walk through a house and someone goes and tells their best friend, I just went through this house. It has and you fill in the blank. What are some things about this house that you that you like? Each one of you could say that. Go ahead, Tate. Um, I like the open floor plan of the mast or the kitchen and the great room. You know, uh, going to be pretty tall ceilings. And is it twenty two feet tall? Is that right? It'll be about that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and the detail that'll go into it around the fireplace is going to be really cool. Yeah, um, I feel like that's a great gathering area. In fact, you've spent a lot of time doing fireplaces, right? Yes, tons of time. So this isn't this. You got personal experience <laughs> yeah. with that, right? I love fireplaces. You know, it's just one of yeah. those things that you walk into and mm -hmm. you can spend endless hours looking at a yeah. fire. You know, I just I like that's that. true, huh? That's yeah. true. Yeah, I feel the same way as Tate. I absolutely love the open main living area. I love the bland tree, mm -hmm. the butler's pantry. Mm -hmm. um, so they can hide all of their yes. cooking stuff, really. Yeah. They can have their pretend kitchen out front looks pretty and then yes. all the workstation in the back. But I also am one for a good curb appeal. And this one is going to have a really good curb appeal. We've got a lot of stone. And then we have some really pretty windows. Like we made some adjustments. This is, again, this was one of Tate's suggestions, which I can't stress to you enough how finding and shopping for a good builder is mm -hmm. and take referrals and recommendations. Just like I get a lot of clients because builders refer me in and mm -hmm. recommend me. I do the same. And they and it's all about the team of mm -hmm. builder designer. Um, <clears throat> anyways, but we uh, took the window size on the floor plans and we made it a lot larger in the front elevation of the home. And so you're going to drive up and see this beautiful stone and... Uh, posts that are going to be timber with some a really big, beautiful window. So now explain to that me, to me. When I hear when you first told that to me, you said timber. I'm like, wait a minute, I don't want a cabin here. No. Explain. Just, I, I, you know, so like someone like yeah. me listens and says timber. Yeah. Well, we're we're, we're going to have so much stone on the front of the home, and white windows. Mm -hmm. We're pulling in some warmth, so mm -hmm. we're bringing in that cozy feel. And it doesn't mean a timber doesn't mean it's going to be like super rustic or. Mm -hmm. It's going to be, we'll, we'll make sure that we sand it down really nicely and do a light warm stain on it so that mm -hmm. you just kind of get this like warm element. It's not necessarily making it rustic. Mm -hmm. No. Mm -hmm. And also for cost too. I mean, with this, it has a big front porch and instead of putting the money into wrapping um, dimensional lumber, mm -hmm. which means like your, your ugly looking timbers, yeah. um, we're spending the money on actual timbers that we don't have to make look pretty right so mm -hmm. it's gonna look good from the get-go yeah and it's gonna stay looking good because yeah. when you wrap a post with with the siding or yeah, stone whatever you get like a butt joint and with wet weather where we have the extreme ends of both mm -hmm. we get the hot days and we get the cold days and you get the rain and the snow yeah. um and the dry temperature um you can those little joints will separate so you'll see cracks in the corners mm -hmm. and stuff this is a timber that's never going to change yep gets better with age so so you guys like the open area. I really, really like the garage. Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. You do bring that up every time. <laughs> Four-car garage, yeah. and the one side is 30 foot deep. So you mm -hmm. can put your boat, you can put your side-by-side. -side. So this yeah. will fit a... Get your tool a, chests a, in there. Mm -hmm. So if it's, if it's a retired couple that has their side-by-side -side in their RV, it'll fit. If it's a second home, it's perfect again for the boat and the... The RV, if it's a, a younger family that can afford a two, two and a half million dollar home, 
again, that four car garage is just kind of set totally. for the room for the bikes, kids to room for the bikes, come in and out without scratching up your car. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then upstairs, I love the fact that there's two separate suites and, yeah, and the bunk room, right? Which this makes it really versatile towards mm -hmm. the, for the buyer. We had this open space um, <clears throat> in this bunk room. Well, it wasn't a bunk room. It was just this loft. And to me, right. a lot of times loft is dead space. Like what mm -hmm. is someone going to do at the top of the stairs in a loft? Right. It's, you don't want to put a TV up there because then everyone downstairs in the main living area can, can hear it. Yeah. It's great for a reading nook and stuff, but people, I don't know. Usually don't just, use it. To me, it's dead space. Yeah. So we, we have two options drawn up and architecturally so that you can either have a bunk room for that either, um, you know, empty nester family mm -hmm. where they ha have the grandkids come back for Christmas time. So we've got the Christmas room where all mm -hmm. the grandkids can sleep and, and pile on top of each other in there. And that's yep. super fun. Or we can make it a homework, a homework space for that growing family where they aren't separated into their rooms on their computers. They're mm -hmm. in this loft open space in a, in a homework room. So kind of fun yeah. for a choice too. Yeah, so we're going to give that choice yeah. at a certain point, right. obviously. Mm -hmm. So if we have a buyer before that's all said and done, then they get to choose. But if we don't, I'm voting for the bunk room. I agree. I, I agree. Yeah. yeah. I like the bunk room. Mm -hmm. In fact, I talked to Andy, who's the guy that does our cabinets and he's like bunk room all the way. Yeah. That's what he thinks yeah. too. Yeah, for sure. Now you can't help. I mean, if we're voting here, that master suite isn't too bad either. Right. It's the whole right. wing of the, yeah. and, and, and there's a, we're putting a box ceiling in, right? So it'll be kind of a similar, it's in the middle of a dormer and a vaulted ceiling. So, okay. so the vault is going to go all the way through into a window at the end of the mm -hmm. room. So it won't be with a beam in, in, yeah. the, in the top so of it. So what you're saying is like, rather than the dormer being closed off and it's being a fake dormer, we're going to open that up with the vault yep. and get that extra light from, a, from the dormer window mm -hmm. up above. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. It'll be cool. It'll add some space for a beam or some TNG ceiling. Um, it'll look great. Yeah, it's going to be pretty. And then the bathroom, some pretty cool tile. Yep, we're doing, since we're doing a slab on grade, we're going to take advantage of that and do a cur curbless shower, um, which is pretty cool for all ages, you know, even your older um, retirees that don't have to step up in over a curb and a shower. Mm -hmm. It's just going to be straight walk in and it'll be awesome. Yeah. So let's talk about some value engineering that we've talked about okay. that I love. I love having these conversations, mm -hmm. certainly as a spec house, but it's also when you value engineer, it's not anything less. No. Let's talk about, well. What does value engineering mean? Yeah, go for well, it. Well, to, 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 I say we explain what that means. Go for it. Notice. It's when you're, you know, deciding where to put your money. So we're going to take. Best from, use. Best use of money. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we're going to take from maybe we don't think that we have to spend the money on inset cabinetry and we'll go with to Euro style, save a little bit of money and put it in the lighting because, mm -hmm. you know, that's what value engineering is to me. Mm -hmm. And Tate, in your, on your end? Yeah, to me, it's all about just the, the bones of the house, you know, like where are you spending your money on a covered porch, a covered mm -hmm. deck, um, different roof pitches, you know, your heights of your ceilings, that kind of thing. Yeah. So one of the as examples, let's start with probably just chronologically. I talked about so the front of this house, the view out this house. I don't know a better view. I mean, it's Snake yeah. Creek Canyon, straight shot. You're right next to the Homestead Golf Course. It is beautiful. I mean, someone else can can say theirs is good too, and it probably is. But oh my gosh, this view is amazing. So I thought I need to make this front porch bigger. Mm -hmm. And you went to the architect Tate 
and said, hey, what would it cost to, to expand this front porch over? And he immediately answered with what? He said, you don't want to put your money there. Mm -hmm. So we'll just basically just stretch the house out. So instead of just pushing the porch, we're pushing the house. Mm -hmm. And that gave us more just more square footage. footage. Yeah. That was really smart. Yeah. See, that's also another good reason why you want to have your team put together from the very beginning, your architect, your builder, and your designer. Yep. So that they can all work together. So, yep. yeah. Well, and then he also said, I'd also put it in the garage. Yeah. That's another reason why that we stretched was, the garage. That was his suggestion for sure. Because yep. I don't know, understand it all, but making that whole new roof line and stuff like that was pretty expensive. Yep. Right. Mm -hmm. So, hey, let's, let's add two or three feet through the whole house. Let's kick out that garage, make it a four car deep. We thought that would be much more of a value yeah. bang for the buck kind of a thing. Yep. Talk about the shingles. You did that for us. You said, Hey, there's these cool shingles. Yeah. Um, so curb appeal, like we talked about, um, there's all sorts of different things you can do. One is like the type of roofing you put on. And since this is a spec house, we went from like um, your lower grade, like 30 year shingle that you see on most cookie cutter homes mm -hmm. or, you know, track homes um, to your metal roofs and what's called a Da Vinci, which is a, um, a polymer product that looks like a, a cedar shake, but it's not cedar. It's mm -hmm. pretty much lifetime warranty. Yeah, it's, it's a like, composite material. Yeah, it's mm -hmm. it's amazing. But we went, instead of going from one end to the spectrum to the other, we've kind of hit in the middle somewhere where we have a 50-year shingle and it's the higher grade one to where like I would put it on my house. But, but not a yeah. Da Vinci, right? Yes, exactly. No it's, Da Vinci, but it's a great product. It's the higher end of the asphalt shingles yes. mm -hmm. where you get a deeper shadow. Mm -hmm. So basically they've just created an asphalt shingle that has more depth to it. Yep. And we decided not to go Da Vinci because it was like 40,000. Is that right? It was double. Yeah. It was double the cost. Yeah. And this particular roof line, you don't see it yeah. from the road. You don't see a lot of it. And you have a lot of, should I say, tin or metal roof on the front mm -hmm. or the windows? Overhangs. The overhangs. It's already an accented, an accented mm -hmm. roof. Mm -hmm. And that gives you that curb appeal that we're talking about. Yep. yep. And so that was a good call on Tate's part right there. To and the other value engineer that I appreciated was I asked the question, do we have 10 foot ceilings? And the answer is we have nine foot ceilings, which is great. But, you know, I'm like, ah, you know, 10 foot ceilings is that next level. What do you think we should do? And I like the conversation because really in the great room, which is one of the probably the most important room, the ceiling is actually 22 feet. Right. Yeah. And then in the master, if we're putting in a vault, vault box like that's going to be what, 12, 13 feet. Yeah. Right. So the only nine footers are the bathrooms and the mudroom and the entry. Yeah. There. And so I was like, okay. And the dollar there was maybe $30,000 to make a 10 foot. Right. Mm -hmm. So I was like, well, we already had these taller ceilings in these very important areas and nine foot is certainly not a, a bad height. And then yeah. to finish it in the, the den in the front, which is going to be, I don't know, maybe that's the centerpiece. That den is something else. I, know. I, cool. I love that. That's the large window that I was talking about that we grew. Yep. And, and we yeah. did, we did the larger window, keeping it a nine foot ceiling, but put a floor to a ceiling window. Yeah, opens it up. You don't. You won't even know that the ceiling's nine feet. Mm -hmm. So rather than taking three grand and spreading it across, mm -hmm. growing the ceiling in areas that I don't feel are super important, mm -hmm. we opened up the one area that wasn't open yet. Yep. With window. So. Yeah, yeah, that was just. It was fun in a conversation with us there. I guess. Who got the credit for that window? I can't remember. Tate. Was Tate, did Tate get the credit for that? I think so. Yeah. Well, it's just one of those things that you walk in and you're just like, man, that's cool. Like you don't see that every day. Yeah. Right. You know, a window going all the way to the floor, I think is, it's awesome. Yep. Yeah. And then it's fun off the back is going to be a big patio covered patio. Yep. Right. And then we're going to put a fireplace out there. Yep. 
I mean. It sounds like a dream home. I think I want to move into this house for sure, you know? I, know. I think we might be building this and going. I'm going to work extra hard so when this house goes for sale, it's <laughs> me that buys That it. might be breezy. You think you house. don't know who you're designing it for. Mm. But it's, I'm designing it for me. It's, it is, <laughs> you know, I like where I live, but by all means, if I had an inkling of moving at all, I would, I would very much consider moving here. Yeah. And maybe Absolutely. that's maybe that's a good spec house to have because it's like I honestly would sell yeah. this house like as the best like oh my gosh this thing's amazing yeah and on and really like I think that we're all so passionate about this home and we know how amazing that location is because mm -hmm. we're all from here from mm -hmm. this valley and it is prime location like prime and that's not because we are just saying that that's mm -hmm. because we live here and I have that's one of been, been that's been one of my favorite roads my entire life yep. It's always been a road I want to live on, but. Well, that's the third thing she said about this house might be hers. <laughs> I don't know. me some money. <laughs> well, that's my job. So I guess we'll have to talk about it. Talk about it. Uh, I think it's fun to bring that up again. The fact that all of us are from here. Mm -hmm. We all are graduates from Wasatch High School. Yeah, we are. And we ended up staying here because I love it. I love it too. You know, and even though it's growing and all these other things that people could say, yeah, that's true. It is. But. Hard to replace this place. Right. And honestly, that's another selling point for this home. The fact that we all are still here. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I could have left. I had the chance to leave. I did I have a couple of times for school and jobs and such, but I am back because I can't think of another place to raise my children that would mm -hmm. be any better. You know, be careful saying that on the air. You know, I don't want too many people to know. <laughs> oh yeah. We already <laughs> have enough people moving in. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, when you say raising your children, uh, Tate's having his first child on Friday. Yeah. Like Friday? Two in two days, well, he's going to be wait. a dad. Is it a boy or a girl? I forgot. Yeah. Oh no. I mean, oh yay. I'm in trouble. <laughs> you are. She's going to be cute. You have your nursery and everything ready? Oh yeah. Yeah. Brianna, my wife is, she had that on the list for quite a while and it, you know, as a contractor, it seems like I always do my stuff last because I'm always doing other people's projects. <laughs> oh, yep. yep. And she wasn't too happy about that, but we, we got her done. Oh, We're ready. <laughs> I can't wait. Congratulations. Yeah, that's pretty fun. Yeah. Okay. So this will be the first of, I would probably say, I mean, so take, this will this will take a yearish to build. Yeah. I'm going to say 10 to 12 months, probably more to the 12, just because it's, the way it is in the nature right now. And it's a nice home. Yep. And we're starting in kind of a slower time of the year. So the bigger areas of the build will take a little longer, you know, mm -hmm. so. Yeah. Cause of the winter time. Yep. Yeah. Let's talk about yeah. the finish. So we, we had this conversation. When should we start building this? And let's go around real quick and just say our opinions of when we should or shouldn't or at all start building a house. What's your thought on that take? Um, I, well, I think you can agree with me. I think my answer would be now, right? Build now. Um, and that was six months ago, <laughs> but, uh, but you know, the, the actual subdivision isn't done completely yet. So we're just waiting on a few things and our plans took a while. So, um, it's actually going to end up, you know, as quick as possible. Mm -hmm. Right. So, um, it's a great time to start in my opinion, a spec home because in the summer will be a really good time to sell and all the bigger stuff will be finished already, you know, mm -hmm. you'll be able to put your client right on the porch and say, yeah, this yeah. is going to be your view. Yeah. Yep. I mean, if you think about a year from now, it's the most beautiful time of year. Mm -hmm. So I'm sure this house is going to sell long before then, mm -hmm. but mine's always to start it as well, just because I am excited to see. I mean, there's always every single season in this Valley is beautiful, mm -hmm. but for me, I'm going to be 
doing my walkthroughs for plumbing and electrical in a very cold time. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that's true. That's true. <laughs> but hey, it's worth it. Mm-hmm. I'm used to it. Thanks Just, for sacrifices. Yep. I found these, you know, plug in electric heater hand warmers <laughs> way better than those shake and yeah. hand warmers. And so I get by, but it's, I think for selling reasons, this is a really good time. Yeah, because just to repeat exactly what you guys said, the fact that I want to have somebody stand on that front porch mm-hmm. and see that view and start, you know, picturing what sells. I remember hearing somebody's like, I've already seen my kids running in the backyard or my grandkids, you know, yeah. at the barbecue or Christmas time. And this is just like this is this is like I was gonna say a Christmas card. This is this is the movies, this this setting. Absolutely. This setting is it's like definitely your Hallmark movie. It's, that's what I'm looking for. Yeah. The Hallmark movie. Mm-hmm. By the way, every time I go there, and this might be a negative to some, there are a bunch of deer. Yeah. And you know, so be careful. I might eat your your, your, <laughs> your flowers. Tomatoes. Do you eat tomatoes? <laughs> no, maybe tomatoes. I don't know. Everything in the garden. So they do like to eat, you know. But every time I go there, and I'm like, we're on a first name basis. I'm like, Jane, how you doing? Uh, you know, <laughs> hey, there's there's little Joey. How are we doing? And they're just like, hey, nice to see you. You know, you're in my yeah. space is what they're telling yes, me. Totally. They're mostly on the golf course right there, but yeah, pretty amazing. So my hope again is with this podcast, and of course we're going to do some videos as well as the people can watch this happening. Locally, yeah, you know, if, if, if nationally, if you want to watch it, that's cool. So that, that'd be fun. But I want people to see and feel and taste this and know how it works. Yeah. And I think a lot of people are interested in what happens. Oh, totally. But I think this is going to be fun to, to. Well, and again, if I'm building a house, I want to have the videos that actually show the foundation, that show the yeah. framing, that show the installation that's going in there. Because most spec houses that are like quick sales, they go kind of cheap on the stuff they can't see. And right. they go a little bit better, more on the stuff they can see. Yeah. And then down the road, it's not as much quality. And that will not happen sure. with this spec. Right. That's what we're going to show. We're going to show the balance and all the mm-hmm. stuff that go and behind it's, the scenes. Yeah. And it's not always going to be smooth. Yeah. Like there are mm-hmm. always hiccups in a build, even even the most smooth build I've ever been on. There's always a hiccup or two. And so it's actually going to be kind of fun to show it here yep. and how we problem solve. Yep. Like, know? okay, Bree, mm-hmm. we didn't see this one coming. Tate, uh, what are we going to do now? Right. Yep. And then we'll hard conversations through the build happen all the time, but there's also a lot of joy. So, well, and I think all of us have been through the other side. So we, we, first of all, I, I would say you always know you can't figure it out. Right. There's always a solution. You have to just find it and have to come together. And then at the end of the day, there is a finished product that you can have this celebration for sure. Mm-hmm. And I want to just keep doing the next one's is done. I want to do the next one. I want to do the next one. I just want to keep doing these. So that we're going to refine our team, we're going to refine our way of doing things. And then I've already bought the next lot, but I might keep that one to do another lot. And we'll just kind of do one at a time, yeah. rolling through this. And obviously, I think what will happen is if it were me, I'd have, by the way, you can't get in the way of Tate and Bree being on my team because there's going to be a waiting <laughs> list to, after they see this, this was going on. But, you know, this will be priority and then everyone else can get in line behind you. Yeah. So, okay. Okay. Thanks for making That's the great. time. Uh, Brie, will you come back? Yeah. It's this you were a little nervous this, about this. this. went a lot better than I thought it was going to go. Only because I'm more concerned about myself. I usually just say one. Tate, how'd she do? Yeah. How, I think Tate did pretty good too, actually. Yeah, for sure. I think I think you guys know what you're talking about. This and was you know how fun. to do this. So you agree. I, you just ask questions. You just ask questions and you trust people that yeah. are really smart. And you didn't even have like a list of questions in front of you. I'm impressed. No, you just go with the flow, man. Yeah. Just go with the flow. Okay. I'm okay. a podcast fan. Yep. Here we are. We're going to do it. <laughs> This is Dollars and Sensibility, and I'm Tom Stone. Thank you for listening, and thanks for getting real with me. So next step is to answer your questions. Come see me, Guild Mortgage, 
435-654-9979 or goapplytom.com.